Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning. I see you guys all talking to each other online. Okay, settle down, everybody. Settle down. Stop talking. No. We're glad you guys are connecting, and we're glad that we're able to connect together like this. Uh, I want to encourage you as we go through just the talk this morning uh, to continue interacting with one another. And if you have questions, uh, you can write them down, and we'll try and go through, and maybe I can get to some of those questions even at the end of uh, the talk this morning. There's no real announcements. Uh, We will not be meeting any time this week because we can't. Um, But we still have some things uh, we want you to know about. There's still an opportunity to give online. If you go to thegenesisstory.com, you will be able to find the link to YouTube and our live broadcast that will be streaming. There's also a tab or a link on the right that says giving. You can click on that link. If you want to give, uh, continue giving. That's how we can keep things going here. Uh, I do encourage you to sign up. If you're going to go to that, sign up. It'll ask for an email address as well as a password. You set that up. Uh, the email, it's only going to give you a email of the receipt, basically, of whatever you give. And so there's no worry about getting more emails than you already do. Um, Also, I want you guys to know that if you are a person at risk or if you know someone who is at risk, an elderly person, a person who is not healthy, who needs uh, some supplies, whether it be toilet paper or food or anything, reach out to us. Call us, and you can call us. I'm going to give you an 800 number here. It's 800-731-4730. Leave us a message. Again, it's 800-731-4730. We can try to make arrangements to get you what you need. Now, you're still going to need to pay for the items, but we have some connections and we have some people who are able to bring you the things that you need. I suggest that you get the app Venmo, V-E-N-M-O, It's an app that will allow you to give to somebody just through your phone or tablet without having to actually interact with people. And I say that app because the people who are distributing are using that app where we can give uh, to them in that way. But I want you to know that we are here to extend ourselves and help in whatever ways we can. And so this is one of the things that might be helpful. Now, 
you might be doing fine right now and everything's great. You've got enough toilet paper to last you the week or whatever. But if you start panicking and feeling like, oh, no, I'm going to be in need, again, call us at 800-731-4730. You can find that phone number also on our Facebook page, at the Genesis Facebook page. That number is on there. So if you've forgotten it or didn't write it down, you can find us there. Also, um, I want to give you guys a little service reminder at this time. Remember all things in moderation. If you're like me, you've probably gone to the store a few times and have more groceries than you've had for months behind previously. And now you're home with all this food. And if you're like me, I'm eating a lot more than I usually eat. All things in moderation. Also, if you're at home and you're not at work, people might drink more. You know, it's 5 o'clock now at 10 in the morning. And so uh, all things in moderation and also news, okay? I want you to be informed. I want you to hear what's going on. I don't want to bury our heads in the sand, but I don't want you burying your head in the hole of news and being overwhelmed. You'll hear so many things and it'll become overwhelming. So all things in moderation, watch the news, but give yourself a break from all these things. And remember to do these things in moderation. Okay. This morning, I am going to begin a talk on deconstruction. And I want to talk to you about kitchen cabinets, hiking, a dog named Josie, predicting your future, and priorities. About 11 years ago, Karina and I were remodeling our house, and I was redoing our kitchen. And we got new kitchen cabinets, and we were putting them in. I was there with my father-in-law, and I think some of the boys were helping us. And, and I'm not a person who does construction, so this is all new for us. And so what we're doing is we're putting up the cabinets. And as we're putting up the cabinets, you know, we're making sure that we're finding the, the studs behind it so that they're going to stay on the wall and not fall off. We're making sure that they're butted up together so they're nice and tight and making sure that they're level. And we've got this all going on and we're finally done. We've got the lower cabinets already in place. And I finally get the upper level of cabinets in place and they look good. Okay, they're just looking really nice. The joints came out really smooth. They're nice and level. And then my loving wife, who I know is watching right now, and I didn't okay this story with her, but she very kindly and graciously came in. And I'm waiting for, you know, like, hey, babe, what do you think? These are great, right? And I'm waiting for, oh, man, what an amazing job you guys did. But she's pausing and she's looking and I know something's wrong. She doesn't have to tell me anything just by the look that she has. And then she says, where is that pot I have? And she goes and she gets, we call it the menudo pot. We use it for a lot of other things. But this giant pot where we would make menudo and she puts it on the stove and there's only about an inch from the top of the pot to the bottom of the microwave. And she says, this is too low. I can't tell you how I felt at that moment. My heart just sank. It was probably about 9 o'clock at night, and I just felt like, 
Oh my gosh, she says, can you move them up a couple of inches? As if it was just magic. You could just go, yes, here, let me get my wand. They can now go up a couple of inches. It was like asking me to raise the Titanic, right? It was like, oh my gosh. And so I was just so overwhelmed with this, oh my gosh. But you see, to get things right, and she was right, as she usually is, to get the cabinets right, I had to take them down so that I could put them up. I had to deconstruct things so that we could reconstruct things. And Jesus' words force us to do that. I think faith is like that too, to construct a healthy and vibrant faith that looks like that that Jesus had. Sometimes we have to first deconstruct a faith that's built on fear, built on pride, or built on misguided traditions. And Jesus' words force us to deconstruct much of how we think. Blessed are those who mourn. That takes some work. I have to to wrestle with that to come to a place where that becomes a normal place for me. Love your enemies. I don't know about you guys. I'm still working on that one. Or don't be anxious about your life. <laughs> That seems like all that we are right now is anxious about our lives. And so remember this, deconstruction isn't the goal. It's the necessary process so that we can come through stronger, kinder, and wiser. I think half of spiritual growth is learning and then unlearning is the second half. And sometimes that second half is more difficult. I've found it's more difficult to unlearn some of the things that I've held on to than it was to learn them initially. And Jesus is uninstalling an old paradigm. He's reinstalling a new OS, right? This new operating system of how we're supposed to live. There are six times in Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, but I say unto you. I'm telling you something to think about it differently than the way you have been. And so this Sermon on the Mount that we're going to be looking at, it's the longest continual discourse of Jesus recorded in the Gospels. It starts with the Beatitudes. It includes the Lord's Prayer, the Golden Rule, and it takes on three pillars of Judaism, whether it's tithing, the giving of alms, fasting, and prayer, and it turns them upside down. He he deconstructs the way that they were thinking and then begins to reconstruct a new way of thinking. And there's so many famous one-liners in here, right? Don't cast your pearls before the pigs. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And seek first the kingdom of God. These are all gems found in this discourse that challenge the way that we think. And so let's start with a passage in this discourse because I feel it's relevant for the time that we're living in. And it's Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we'll read from verses 25 through 34 and hope you can follow along. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more 
valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or where shall we buy toilet paper? (laughs) Or where shall we wear? Just thought I'd throw that in. For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I used to think that Jesus was always walking around sad. I used to think that he just kind of had this dark cloud over him because of how bad things were in humanity. And we know from one of the prophets, Isaiah talks about him being a man of sorrows, acquainted with much grief. We, we know about him weeping at the tomb of Lazarus. And of course, at the Garden of Gethsemane and at the cross, we have these examples where his life does display this sorrow. But then we have other examples. We have him going to weddings. We have him going to parties or banquets, as it's called, right? Uh, Where he's celebrating, where he's making gallons and gallons of wine. We have children coming up to him and him telling the disciples, hey, let the children come to me. And I, I don't know about you, but children don't tend to go to grumpy people, right? They tend to go to people who they feel comfortable with and feel welcome to come to. And here, as he's describing God so beautifully, as he's revealed his character even in nature, I believe, again, we are seeing a side of Jesus that helps us to understand God. We are seeing him look at the things around him and saying, you know what? Look at this. Look at the birds. Look at the the lilies, the flowers. Think about this. I imagine that he taught his disciples how not to be anxious, not so much by giving them a scripture, but by living an example of a life that wasn't filled with anxiety. And he did this pointing to everyday things. It's been great to see so many people out there hiking and doing things. This morning, just in the parking lot, there was a couple riding their bikes and they were smiling and having a good time, right? They are still social distancing themselves. They're not going to groups, but they're enjoying the outdoors. They're getting outside because something happens. It's refreshing to us. There's something strangely beautiful and fragile about nature that helps us to understand, I think, what Jesus is talking about here. When we think even about flowers, if you buy flowers for someone, they don't last forever, but they give beauty for a time. And I think that's something that we need to understand. It it doesn't take more than a cold night for the flowers to die And what was a masterpiece that could have been put in a museum that was here for one moment is gone the next. And Jesus is telling us, see how beautiful this is? It's here and it's gone. 
are you able to see the beauty that's here? I think it's important. And yet, the beauty wasn't developed in front of a mirror, getting itself ready, trying on various outfits, putting on makeup, fixing hair. The beauty was present there. I, I saw a mean that cracked me up. And by the way, keep the means coming, okay? They are a great relief from all the things that are going on. But the relief said something like, barbershops, nail salons, and beauty salons are all closed. Stay home, people. It's ugly out there, right? It's like this beauty that we think we have to manufacture, God just makes it naturally. It's something that is there. These lilies were by themselves glorious, God-given, and beautiful. And they were meant to be enjoyed, but could only be enjoyed if you were there to enjoy them presently. See, I, I think so many times we have a hard time being present. Many of us interpret what is happening now by what has happened to us in our past. I'm currently training a dog named Josie. It's a little chihuahua. And the dog was taken from a shelter and given to a man who is disabled, who doesn't have the ability to walk without a walker, an older man. And I have a lot of things to say about the shelter that gave this dog to that man. But he could not touch the dog because the dog would bite him. The dog would freak out. If you tried to get the dog to come to you, the dog would scream, kind of crying, wailing. It would poop all over the place, pee all over the place. It's just a mess. And this guy has this dog, and this dog, for whatever reasons, it was probably abused. And the dog's in this place where it says, whoever comes up to me is going to hurt me. And so his only knowledge is what's happened in the past, and he's no longer able to enjoy a guy who wants to give him food, affection, and all these things. And what I'm having to do is reprogram how the dog thinks. I'm having to deconstruct the past that this dog has had and reconstruct a present that isn't abusive, that isn't hurtful, that isn't filled with dread. And I think that's something that has to happen with us. We have a past that's filled with disappointment, with betrayal, with hurt, and everything gets filtered through that lens. And we're not able to see the beauty of the flower that is only here for the moment or the birds that are able to take care of themselves without farming, without doing all the things necessary. There's something amazing happening, beautiful happening, something that we can understand. God is caring for us right here, right now, but it's all lost because of all the things that are happen and we don't allow that to take place when jesus says don't be anxious about your life he's not saying don't take care of yourself or your life isn't important he's actually trying to pinpoint what it is we are focusing on and help us to see what is making us anxious because anxiety comes from a perspective where we have a lack of control over our lives. And that can stem from the things that have happened to us that are now shaping how we see things presently or worrying about the future and what will happen. Happy, happiness doesn't come from predicting the future. It comes from living this moment. 
I can tell you your future to some degree. You will have trouble every day. Sorry, that's just how it is. Good news, right? Jesus says one day's trouble is enough for one day. If we would understand that, we could accept it and live in that. Now, I don't think I've had a single day that I can recall that hasn't gone through some trouble or something hasn't gone wrong. And it could be anything from a child getting hit by a car to breaking a shoelace. Something has gone wrong every day. Yesterday, Karina and I were talking about our grandson, Judah, who's there at home. And he's just, he's not at school and he's at home and he's got his parents and he's got his grandparents and everyone in his mind is there for him, right? Everybody is there to play with him. And and so he is having a great day. He went for a walk with Josie and I. He played in the backyard and toys with his dad. He made Play-Doh with grandma and had fun doing all those things. He took a bath and had all his toys in there. He had sharks, he had dinosaurs, he had boats, and he even had trucks, right? Why not? If you're in the bath, might have them all. And still, when it came time to get him out of the bath, he was crying, right? Something went wrong. It was like the world was terrible for him. He had the best day ever. I mean, we could hope for a day as good as the day he had but he still had trouble when he had to get out of the bath. There's going to be times where we have trouble. But Jesus has this skillful way of living totally in the present, giving attention to the things that are happening, celebrating the goodness of God here and now. If that's not the recipe for happiness, I don't know what is. To be able to be fully present, to be able to enjoy the people you're with fully, to be able to enjoy the meal you're having completely, to be able to walk outside and see the blue sky and the white clouds or even the rain when it's there. To enjoy that and not worry about, oh no, what about tomorrow? If it rains tomorrow, I won't be able to do this. Can you still be present in spite of all the things that need to happen right here and right now? This doesn't mean we shouldn't make doctor's appointments or have business plans. This means we shouldn't lose the moment and we need to live fully for today. The truth is some of us are so wounded from the past and so fearful of the future that we lose the ability to enjoy life presently. And there's a difference between surviving and living. From existence to life. Jesus wants to move us from existing to being alive. And it has to do with how we prioritize our life. We are told not to be anxious, but we are also told to do something. We are told to seek first. And and I love that word seek, just the the sense of it. it. It's so vast in its concept but it's very singular in its meaning, right? It it can have to do seeking by thinking. It could be by looking. It could be by feeling. You can seek things in so many ways, but it's still very direct in how it's moving towards something. And then the priority is the kingdom of God. Now, I used to think that the kingdom of God meant go to church, do Bible study, do your spiritual duties, 
right? That was the kingdom of God. And righteousness meant to be right with God. But the kingdom of God, as we have talked about it so often, and it's at the heart of the gospel, is the way of life that marks out God's people. It is to live as if what was important to God is important to us. The kingdom of God is to live that way. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's how we are living. And his righteousness also can be translated his justice, right? It's not being right with God as much as it is living in the way that is right in God's eyes towards others. Earlier in the chapter, Jesus talks about how we are to help those who are in need. It has so much to do with how we are living here currently. If there was ever a time that these words were to be engaged, I think it's now. Not just about not being anxious and not worrying about how we are going to survive, but about how to live. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Being fully present here in the moment. I'm wondering if through this time of quarantine, we are not learning about how much we can do without. And how we can get rid of so many things that we thought were important and what things are really important to us now. I'm wondering about how our relationships are being built up and caring for one another. I've loved, I've seen a few videos in Italy and also in Paris where people are on complete lockdown, but they still will get out on their balcony. And in Italy, they're singing out songs to one another. In Paris at eight o'clock every night, people get outside and they yell as if they're yelling, I'm still alive, I'm still here. That there is still a voice within us that is saying, through this, there is something that is still important and it's happening within us. And God's sees that and he says don't you see the birds they don't they don't sow and they don't reap but god cares for them you're more important than they don't you see the flowers they're so beautiful solomon in all his glory wasn't like one of these and they're here today and god tomorrow don't you think he is going to care for you in spite of what's happened and in spite of what will happen the difficulties that are to come right here right now you are important to God, you are cared for. And it's important that we understand that. If there was ever a time that we needed these words, it's now. And maybe we can't meet together, but we can call. We can check up on each other, make sure we have the supplies that we need, not give in to fear or just hoard for ourselves. We can choose life over existence. We can choose how we interact with one another and be present and not so consumed about what will happen that we fail and neglect the people who need us right now with what is happening. That's what we need. We can choose life over existence. Focus on what is God's will God's kingdom over fear and love which governs the kingdom of God over all. I believe these words are meant for us here today. Remember, these things aren't novel to us. Humanity has gone through things like this in the past and will go through things like this in the future, but we carry with us a hope that we are beloved, we are seen, and in God's sight, we are precious.
of more value than maybe we think. Let's not be handicapped by our past, paralyzed by our future, but let's live fully in the presence. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would be able to take these words and allow them to shape our lives, to to deconstruct maybe the areas of fear that have taken hold of us and reconstruct lives that are going to be living fully present with you. Thank you again for the people in my life who have extended themselves to me, who have been an encouragement. May we continue doing those things for one another, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Randy's going to sing another song. And then I'm going to look over some of the things. Maybe if you guys have any questions or comments, I can even read those here as we're going through this. Thanks, Randy. Again, thank you guys for the comments. Uh, there are no questions here, but Alex says I'm a prophet, so hey, I um, got that. I uh, do want to let you know that we are going to have uh, a time for the kids that's going to be happening uh, shortly. Uh, we're going to plan at 11.30 that the kids will be able to do a live podcast here. Kachina's going to be taking the kids through their uh, talk and maybe doing some crafts and stuff with them. So if you've got kids, stay tuned. It'll be here at 11.30, uh, also doing the live podcast for that. Again, encourage one another. Thank you guys for joining us for our first live broadcast. This is something we've kind of wanted to do, but now, hey, we had to do it. And I think it'll be something we can continue uh, in the days and weeks and who knows how long to come. May the Lord continue to overwhelm you with a present understanding of how beautiful life is. And may you live it fully ways. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to the Genesis podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.